0: Hello, listeners, and after a very, very long time—a period of two months, actually—we are back. We're officially back. The Everybody's Eats League on podcast is back. I'm your host, as always, Ninnad, joined by my co-host Jerry. Jerry, after a very long time, how are you doing, my friend?
1: <laughs> yes, Nina, it's been a really long time. I'm doing well, thank you. Well, I'm doing well. If it wasn't for my football team, my university team, we uh, suffered. I used to yesterday for you. Um, oh no! <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Wake up this morning was kind of hard, but we're gonna bounce back from it. Um, I like to call ourselves. We are like the FC Lyon of, um, of I don't know, of university. Like I don't think we play. I don't <laughs> think we play especially bad, but we we all often end up losing. So. Yeah, uh, we tried to bounce back from it. But except this, uh, it's such a pleasure to be to be back with you. To be back on the pod and just talk all thing about Liga.
0: Hey, well, hopefully our, our podcast goes <laughs> better than your 4-0 result yesterday. Today. Uh, but yeah, like you said, right, listeners, we're really happy to be back. You know, sorry it's been so long for us to get get our stuff together. You know, we've had some scheduling conflicts or whatnot. But going forward, we're hoping to be as regular as possible for the second half of the season, which will be a very exciting one, Jerry. So I, I suppose let's get straight into it and, um, and pick back up where we left off from, from the last episode. You know, obviously we were talking about Nice, their unbeaten run, you know, being one of the top sides in Europe, still without defeat. They face defeat and against Nantes of all teams, um, losing 1-0 to them. And then even after they lost 3-1 to Le Havre, so, yeah, Francesco Farioli's unbeaten run that was being sp- spoken about so much has finally come to an end. So, how do you reflect on on their first half of the season, Jerry?
1: Um, I think, despite every, everything we've got about it, it's definitely a positive and good first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, obviously, uh, especially coming from this uh, since uh, Edition 5. Nice expected yep. to see, you know, to bring more people. That's another, another thing that uh, Nice been complaining about Overall, is Like, people, there's not enough people in the stadium. And I think, that I always think that they, they will attract people in the stadium by um, producing an attractive football, which is the case, actually. You can attract uh, people in the stadium by having a nice football. But when you look at the state in which Nice was, uh, what Azo can bring more people into the stadium is by basically winning. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how <laughs> you win, <clears throat> as long as you are winning. Um, it makes people happy, and well, when when people are happy, they easier to go to the stadium, knowing that they are likely to see a win uh, coming from the team best reports, and it's quite interesting actually. Uh, the uh, Faioli gave. I mean, yeah, he gave an interview, he's not been out yet, but he gave an interview um, to RMC um, Sport in the Emission called Laughter. He's not out yet, but there's some highlight that have been released and it, it, it's interesting because we, really what he said is basically that, um, well, you know, this is just the, the beginning of something and I think that's something not often talked about when, you come, when it comes to league and club. you know, like, when when a big uh, when big coach calls to the team, for example, when we, we talk about um, Brighton and the Zerbi, we knew that was we gonna have a time yeah. where they might be not as I expected, but eventually things will come together and we'll see nice football and, and that was kind of what's Fioli was well reflecting because obviously he knew quite, he knew quite well uh the so you're kind of saying like Obviously, I just arrived at this now, and we are at the beginning of something new. And for him, as we're saying, is like um, to build a nice team, you need to start by having a nice defense, and from it, you can build up things to improve things all over all, all on the pitch. And that's is what he, the face is currently doing now. And in and still on those highlights that have been released, I feel like Rico also understands that, well, he, he hopes to get more more players because he feels like that's the mm. next next step and um and yeah probably that there is that maybe they, they're not quite as equipped are they conquering in the midfield or offensively but uh, I think yeah even though now they're not unbeaten anymore um, the fact that they still believe in. They've still in the European place that's a, still a quite comforting comforting prize to chase and if this isn't vegetarian thing this definitely I, I feel like this could be potential contending to for in the podium.
0: yeah yeah no I agree. It's interesting to hear like Farioli talk about these things. I think yeah it's just like you say it's a, it's the start of something and you know fans want to see that entertainment football but it doesn't come immediately. Especially after all the instability that they've had with different managers over the past few seasons. Um, you know, and talking about entertainment football, I think they've they've made a positive step in signing someone like Mohammed Alicho, who we'll discuss a little bit further in the pod. Obviously he made his big impact in League with with Angers and you know, making a positive impression on French football then. And it's yeah, it's good to see him back in in the league. And I think he will do well um with with Nice going forward. But but yeah, I think my sort of personal concerns for Nice for the rest of the season are just, you know, they're sort of, I, I you know, I'm reluctant to say risky, but it is it is risky, their build-up style. And, you know, they are inviting teams to press them. And I think they sort of felt the effects of what can happen if they don't get it right, if they're not at 100% all the time against, uh, against Le Havre. I think Farioli also reflected on that, you know, he was asked about whether, you know, um, their build-up caused issues for them, and Dante, in particular, was was targeted by the by the by half, the you know, pressing uh, from the front. Um, as as good as Dante is on the ball, he is, you know, let's face it, he's not getting any younger, and uh, and teams will, you know, take uh, take cognizance of that, and they will try to target him. So, so yeah, I think those those kind of uh, sort of tiny details need to be ironed out. They just need to be on one hundred percent all the time if they want to execute their style at the at the highest level. So
1: Yeah that's that the thing that, that the thing with the goals as well. Uh, yeah. Just look like if they don't score first, they're basically losing the game. Because when you look at uh, either nonce or the half or again yeah, uh, yeah. not all the time they they concede well they basically the game when they concede first and when they concede they basically struggle to score goals, which you always knew. They, they I mean, since the beginning of the season they had the problems um yeah. scoring goals. But when you look at the games where they I, almost every time they consider the first goal, they're basically never coming back from it. And I think that's where where is gonna have his next uh he's gonna have to solve this next problem to how to create more occasion more regularly because it's not even a question of this they create enough a lot of occasion and won't score but it just literally did don't are uh, often in the position to score, and I think they needs need to do something in order to so step stepping, stepping up steam with this
0: team. Yeah, definitely, and I think like to sort of take the example of what Deservey's done at Brighton. He's managed to bring that creativity from wide areas a lot. So like he's using, uh, Pervis Opinion, K R Mitoma, he's using Soli March, Simona Dingra, and like all of these wide players are bringing creative threats, and maybe. Uh, Farioli might try to, you know, apply the same approach at Nice and maybe Ali Cho is a step towards that. But yeah. I feel like even in midfield, like, they could benefit so much from having someone like Teddy Teyuma, for example. Uh, their midfield is, they're functional. Like, aside from Kefren Turam, there's no game-changing ability in their midfield. Like, Ndai Shumye is is amazing as a defensive midfielder, but, you know, obviously doesn't offer you too much going forward. Uh, Thuram is probably the only one who does, and then when he's out, you see that you know they lack that presence in midfield to really dictate games and really play the way they want to play. So so yeah, we'll see we'll see how how their business sort of goes on towards the towards the summer. Uh, maybe some better players come in. Um, but hey, speaking of teams that have done good business this window, Jerry Olympic Lyon. Some I I think somewhat unexpectedly. Uh, given the state of their position in the window, how the narrative has been around them, very chaotic first half of the season with, with all the things that happened with Fabio Grosso, all of the off-field violence and everything. But looks like Pierre Sage, the, the new manager, he's getting some things right.
1: Yeah, well, um, they're not out of the woods yet, as they're mm. still 16 in the league. But listen, when, they are, when Pierre Sage arri- arrived at, at, at Lyon, he, he basically straight away pickups wins, which is quite important uh, if they want to, to come back against Monaco and against Lyon. Well, the, then they fell short again against Le which we'll talk about yeah. later. But yeah, here, like, there is a sentiment where. Maybe even for Fad- for Fad- Fad- Rosso when it was previously, they were trying to do too complicated things. And The sentiment that now Piasek is basically doing the basics of football, which is well, I'm gonna put players in the right position and not ask them to do impossible stuff, but ask <laughs> them to do stuff that they can do. And yeah. when you do that, you feel like football is easier. Now on the pitch, they're not, play, they not playing, they're not playing on attractive a particularly flamboyant football style but they're doing something that's expected that works and that suits everyone's ability. and as you as you know i'm really excited about the transfer window uh, they signed players that I, I could see them quite fit in their team i mean the what yes well kind of hard to know what yes i want to do with the team but uh, they are they bringing more qualities in the, in the team and i think that's that those kind of signing that they've been doing this, this 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 window is kind of what we what always expect Lyon to, to be doing over the past years. When you look at um, well, it was five or six years ago when they bring on Memphis Depay, and now yeah. we are always wondering if Lyon could be able to bring those kind of attract those kind of players, or even more uh, recently with Paqueta and Guimaraes, and that was kind of what we wanted from we always wanted for Lyon to bring those kind of players. Um but uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be really exciting for them, if I any um album Malik Malik japan Jif, Alban, and um, they are exciting players that might bring more qualities because this team is in my opinion firstly lacking a lot of qualities in a lot of area on the pitch uh so bringing more qualities would definitely help them to well know not uh,
0: get, get them relegated. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I guess just outscoring the opposition all the time will help. So in that sense, yeah, having players like, like Malik Fafana, Gift Oban, Ernest Nuama, Ryan Shirky, Alexander Lacazette, you know, the options are plenty. I don't know if Mama Balde is still at the club, but again, yeah, that's another option. Yeah,
1: he's still at the club.
0: Yeah, yeah. At the club. Yeah, so I, yeah. he doesn't score too much, but just another <laughs> option to have, yeah.
1: Yeah, obviously. Um, now the Cadí as well went on loan. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. Loan. Uh, it will be interesting to see what what Piassaggi is planning for because obviously when you have the quality of now Gift urban and uh, Lacazette, like would you rather want to stay with a lonely striker or maybe try to pair them up? Um. So you be a good dilemma for for Gersage, but. Yeah, having those kind of problems is better than what they had previously, which is not having enough competitive <laughs> Exactly. Clubs. Exactly. So, so yeah, those are the kind the, the good thing, and I, it's always hard to say with clubs, especially with young. Know, you know, say, oh, I think now they're good because you can you could say this and then the game the, the straight after of another like against the ah oh, they just have a horrible game. And, Mm. Back at square one, but um, there is a time where we could see bigger things coming, and also facing Ren this weekend, I think there will be be a a good test and challenge for for
0: Yeah, Ren, another team that that have been fairly active, I'd say, in in the transfer window, um, this season since the summer at least. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how those two teams, um, how those two teams get on. Let's move on to another team that have surprisingly still managed to retain their, their place in the European sports. Not one of the usual suspects. It's Eric uh, Hoa's breast, Cherry. They've, you know, over the past five games, won some very, very professional and clean results, like 1-0 against Metz, 2-0 against Nantes, 4-0 against Lorient, and 2-0 against Montpellier. simple, and unstylish football Jerry but they're getting the results
1: yes and as 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 I was saying earlier about uh, Piersage, just the same thing that the player can do he, he requires are playing with the same the same recipe we have a pretty basic uh, kind of f- f- football style but it works and it's effective and now he, he led them to be thirds in this league and so far so they are in a in good track, but I think there's also a further debate that's in, in a league and if the league was working correctly, you know what I mean? basis like if the club like Lyon, know, we just talk about, or even in mm. France. Brest, uh, or Monaco I mean, Brest uh, shouldn't be there, but well, mm. obviously those clubs are not able to, to deliver. So now yeah. Brest are the team that is actually third because they've been, since the beginning of the season, when we went by the beginning of the season, how they were first one well, and then second or since the beginning of the season really they always have been up there and I think this, this, it's a nice thing to have a, as a challenger because it just show you that if I if you're not capable of doing the job being the, the better the the supposedly the supposedly better team, they yeah. will be there to um, make you remember that you cannot sleep too much on what you already you already build and yeah breath is doing a, a, a great a great job doing stuff simple but efficient and i think that's as far as modern football go um, sometimes there is cultural to try to do more too complicated stuff with an effective that are not uh, maybe ready for it and i think that's very require doing basically the, the completely opposite when you just do stuff that you think his team his work are doing and so far so good i would say
0: yeah definitely definitely i think yeah you know just reaping the benefits of of that sort of simplistic approach and like i think last time we recorded a match day, that was after match day 13 they were seventh but now they're third and just one point behind nice who are in second so if knees slip up breast will be there to capitalize mm-hmm. so so yeah like you said you know it's it's teams like them that are sort of you know, pushing the the competitiveness of of Ligue 1. and you see names like Huen, you see Longs somewhere somewhere you know closer to the lower half of the top ten, and then you realize teams like Brest are you know how how they've done so well to reach where they are. So if if the if the bigger teams you know take their eye off the ball, pretty much you know Brest will be there for the rest of the season to to take advantage of that. Moving from one sort of overperforming team to another, Jerry, let's let's talk about Luca Elsiness L You know, they've had some fantastic results so far this season. More recently, um, you know, three one against Lyon, three one against Nice, and they looked excellent against your team, Paisan Germain, despite losing two nil. So shall we talk a little bit about them?
1: Uh, the house since they came back in Liga was really a uh, thing to watch um, um because obviously last season they they played brilliantly in League in League Two. And now well people were kind of saying like, oh, it's nice to be able to do this in Liga, but we've seen those kind of teams uh, team who try to play out from the back uh often from in Ligue 1. and the Coming Liga. They struggle to do so because obviously the level is higher mm-hmm. and then quickly turns turn them back to the the coach and just try to well, basically play uh, tie low block and yeah but that's not what Sukha has not been doing. He he kept doing the same approach of of playing, playing out from the back and he has been well as his ranking shows in the league he, he has been beneficial for for him and his team now what I will make uh, the uh, like are really interesting it's just same as as Toulouse. for example they are really kind of like database club and they have like a nice background team uh, the staff the the, the scouting is the leading director Mathieu mayor who is doing like a dream job in the in every day the club let just show um, when 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 they play that they are they are a serious club and now it be interesting how far they could go if now they will kind of have like the same trajectory, for example, as as when they came up, well, went up quite friendly, uh, went up quite brandly, and now we see that they kind of install them as being a, a good and serious team in the game now, or or have another another pathway. But I am pretty sure that, like that they are going to do well in, in the years to come. They might nice surprise us even more.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that that sort of um, data approach really reflects. I think when you sort of look at their transfer window, and I, I know like this is only the summer transfer window, and it's a bit maybe late to talk about that, but again, just reflecting in the way that their approach is, um, some of their signings, like you know, the, you look at the countries they sign players from, sign players from Denmark, Belgium, Cyprus, Russia, Hungary, so. They're really looking for value in niche markets uh, for league on standards. And they've done really, really well. Like These players that they've signed so far, as we know, have, have you know contributed to a positive season so far. Dalek Uzayev, Emmanuel Sabi, Rasul Anjaye, um, Loic Nego. So, yeah. And, and again, Mohamed Bayo, another excellent pickup for them from Lille from on loan. Um, we know he's doing well at Afcon at the moment, so so yeah, I think Lahav another club benefiting from um, a really smart approach off the pitch, like you say with the data based approach, and yeah, I, I you know let's let's see how how long it can go on, and at least we expect them to keep thriving because of a very smart coach, you know, complementing that excellent approach of um, of the pitch. So that was uh, so that was Lahav Jerry another team that maybe sort of you know follow um the same trajectory of overperforming and this you know we talk about clubs that are smart with smart managers rounds are one of those teams of course managed by one of our you know favorites will still we talk often about him on the podcast and last season he sort of you know really thrived from a, an approach really focusing on pressing and out-of-possession benefits and also having players like Fohar and Balogun deliver the goals up front. And um, this season, he's somehow taken the team a step further. Uh, as of match day 18, they currently sit in the European spots, up in 6th, just under Lille and Monaco with 29 points. Um, another win could see them go even closer to the top 4. So it's all looking up at Rance, Jerry. What, what have you sort of made of well, still two
1: point this season. Yeah, so as you mentioned, obviously last season was kind of like the breakthrough season for Real and uh, and this yeah. player. And I think we were we just like, oh, now they they lost obviously the star, the star striker they, with Folo and Balogun, and we're like, oh, okay, um, what what is he gonna do now? How are they gonna provide all those goals? And I think they 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 on the, with Teddy Tema, well, they signed up for Camilo. Formidable but more generally, what they just did is uh, maybe rely on goals coming from different areas and different players. They don't have like, a, main, a main goal manufacturer and I think that's what made them so uncre- unpredictable. Um, obviously, they, they've got I- Junya Ito who went to Ajinkov, Abdell who went to Alcon. um Nakamura who also went to Cup. To I mean, we Shatan who went to the Afghan. I mean, they got a, a lot of players who basically went to the Afghan or Asian Asian Cup, but yet they still are um, managing to stay up up in the league, up in, in the season. And I think, yeah, obviously Wesley have been doing a brilliant job now for over almost a year now, that he's at the club. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Run us are keeping up keeping the good job and they're just you know part of those clubs who um they always gonna as long as they still allowed to, to bring on quality quality the, for them for for the league they kind of will always be able to outperform because they seem to be really brilliant on and out of the pitch. Now will it will be interesting to see how they will get on uh with the, the Marshall Munetse will have to join Ren. So yes, another challenge for Wulasele. But there's no doubt that he will be the man to to find a under the solution at this at problem.
0: Well, thankfully it's not Munetse Jerry's Ezo Matasiva who's going no. to Ren. Munetse is still a trans. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That <laughs> well, <man>. that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's <right>. okay. <laughs> But yeah, so as I see, as you as you rightly as you rightly say, Jerry, big challenge for for Will still to fill you know his his presence in midfield, like because he was such a reliable performer week in week out. You know we mentioned earlier before recording, um uh, how it could be an opportunity for someone like Atangana to stake his claim in the in the starting eleven. So that'd be interesting to follow for the rest of the season. And yeah, they've they've had goals from from different sources, centre-backs even, like Yunus Abdelhamid is, I think, one of the top scorers this season with with three goals, which I know isn't much, uh, but in the grander scheme of things, it, I think, reflects your larger point about yeah. about them finding different sources for yeah, goals. and as,
1: as we are saying, yeah. uh, Thuyamao, got five goals. Uh, Abdelhamid, yeah. three. Richarton, three. Ito, two. Dahami, two. Dahami, as well, was a brilliant signing, by the way. Benjana, Definitely. Uh, really, really Definitely. Morton um, to yeah they literally when you look at the, the top scorer it just literally show like, like they just have a lot of players capable of scoring and not only one
0: yeah yeah well let's see how, how their form sort of goes into the second half of the season and um and yeah moving on from from Hans let's talk about uh, about Renjeri Julian Stefan returning to the the club of his heart and uh, and they've been benefiting from his return I'd say largely speaking um last five games they've been unbeaten they've had success in the cup most recently beating Marseille on penalties after a one all draw so things are looking up um what what do we make of Stefan's return so far Jerry what do we what do we think?
1: Yeah I think Stefan Rosson so far are uh, uh, slightly p- better than what Sydney were doing previously, but yeah. And I th- when you look at the team, <laughs> when we're talking just before the pod, like the number of quality midfielders they have, and we know that uh, before he left uh, in two thousand nineteen, Stefan quite liked playing four too, using yeah. uh, a variety of midfielder, and that's kind of what he did now. But the difference is there, 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 there is just so much quality. in in, in that midfield now and so it's he, perfect for him to play in 4-4-2 four, and four um, i think like now and even when you, you look at the fact that as well martin Day is back and he's been looking really good uh this really uh game after game he just look more sharp and more sharp and more capable of, of making these things for for ren so yeah all of this uh, just made me think like right I oh, really you have the capacity to end this season being a real troublemaker uh, for the European sports because well they basically prior pure than this we we already knew they had like a great effect, but they somehow struggled to, to to find the perfect chemistry between them. But now maybe that um, Stefan kind of found found the solution with this four four two and well Oh, obviously now, under Kalimundo as well, starting to, to provide goal for them. Still, they still have uh, Anguere, who's injured, unfortunately. But yeah, um, Ren is looking really good, and they are uh, one team that I would say are, are could be a, a a big troublemaker for the European sporty would be them. So that contest,
0: yeah, definitely. Uh, you speak about Kalimundo, there; his his form of late has been excellent. Scored against Nice, scored twice against Gangon in the Coupe de France, scored against Clermont Foot in their 3-1 victory. So yeah, I think he's one of those players that has definitely benefited from um Stefan's you no know, 4-4-2 approach. I think he's always been a striker that benefits from having a partner in attack. Yeah. And you can't really ask for much better than Martin There. Um, yeah. yeah, simply one of the best in in league And so, so yeah, let's keep an eye on how the season continues, um, and they have a big chance to make a statement f- uh, for the rest of the season. Of course, with the derby coming up against uh, Olympic Lyon. Of course, this is the game that got um, Bruno Genesio sacked after the after the defeat. So let's see, let's see how round two goes between these teams. Um, Jerry, I know you were keen to talk about Marseille. So do you want to take away this?
1: Yeah. So basically, um when Pablo Loronga arrived in Marseille, he rapidly did a lot of good job, bringing a lot of quality players, We won't forget uh, mm-hmm. the likes of Minota you know, Tavares and people were quite happy with jobs because basically you were bringing on quality player uh, without spending so much I would say. Uh, well now things things have changed his arrival. Um, when he arrived, he was still the, the, the like the the CEO of the club was uh, Rami but now yeah, he's and not only a sporting director anymore. Um, to, to people are starting complaining about the quality that he's bringing on on the pitch. Obviously, um, the fact that he always kind of destroy uh, the team every year because most of the the the, the recruit I make, and he's like a a bit. I bet they make it all every time. He just as most of the, the player is sign are on their yeah. yeah, they're really likely to get back to the, the the mother club at the end of it. And because of this, every year it needs to break it from zero, which makes it quite hard for manager or coach. And now this season, obviously, he bring a lot of players. Uh, so last season, they spent 30, uh, 30 millions on on Virginia, who's been who is still who is now the most expensive player that Martha ever bought and he mm-hmm. hasn't been delivering he hasn't been showing much of what a 30 million striker need to do uh they' bring on Obamion uh, start now st- things start to click for him now, but for a long time it wasn't what we were expected um and over the decision as well they bring on Ismail Assar and ilmanjai who who hasn't been right. Like, but well, now they're in Afghan and they're playing fairly well. But why those players cannot do the same with Marseille? I mean, yeah. So basically, people are complaining that they they are not bringing the standing of player Marseille, who is uh, still now the only French club who won the Champions League. They should bring a better player than what it has been doing in in the league. They're just uh, losing losing place and in 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 the pitch as well. They're not playing very well, and now. Uh, I'm happy because they brought another Swiss <laughs> player <just> play <laughs> yes. in the in, in, in league with uh, Ulysse Garcia, who previously played for Young Boys. But same as well, the fans were like, "Why are we start signing a 20-year-old uh, left back coming from from, from Switzerland? Like, what's the quality?" Um I think that's like a fair, a, a fair, comp- fair, that's fair complaint uh, coming from France because. Obviously, they, we know that the uh, Marseille fans are really proud of the club. They really love the club. But when you see that you cannot compete in India, you struggle to win your games. Uh, it, it just must be really hard to see. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see now. Um, we you know that uh, Medibia Benatia, who is now a sporting director of Marseille, uh, yep. starting to do his, his business. So, it, it'll be nice to see you. Of who Benatia or Longoria will be uh, officially leading uh, those the transfer window to bring a better player, but I think uh, Longoria is on really is on a really dangerous path, and things needs to improve for for Marseille, otherwise I'm I'm afraid that fans won't be happy with it, and that might need to not be in charge anymore.
0: Yeah, see, so this is the thing. I don't know if they need too many changes. Of course, they've been severely affected by Afcon, but like you look at the players that they have who are away at Afcon and the players that they are playing right now, I feel like their underperformance and like the fan being fans being dissatisfied is more to do with just how Gaduso has them playing and like look at their past few results. They've won two one against Clermont Foot, who are at the bottom of the league. Uh, Montpellier won one one. Uh, they face Strasbourg, who admittedly are a better team, but they drew against them 1-0. And Strasbourg are a team that absolutely have no no business playing, you know, fancy football. They're more than happy to be on the back foot. So a team like Marseille should be dominating them, but but they haven't. And it just, you know, it goes to show that, you know, I, I don't think Gattuso is, is someone that will be there for the long term. I fully expect him to be gone by the end of the season. Um, and and I think yes, at some point you have to be more ambitious, like uh, like you say, you know, a club like Marseille with the history that they have. Someone like Gattuso is he the man that you want to see lead the club into this bright new period under Longoria and Benatia? I don't think so. So so yeah, like, maybe maybe Gattuso is on a is on a timer at Marseille. I feel like
1: when you look at like, uh, Igor Tudor or George Paul, you go coach that I would say succeed at Marseille. Definitely. I feel like when you look at them, they just match like the energy of Marseille in terms of their personality, which mm. Gattuso is not doing so far at the moment. But at the same time, uh, both of Sampaoli and Judah things didn't really end well. And I think you will be really sad that Marseille is just con- uh, con- like just condemned to have those kind of ending with the coaches who seem to match where where well, they are good match on paper at the beginning, but he always ends badly and always for the short term, I think that will be, uh, we really start to see something happening to them. But, yeah, I think, the, uh, same as you as well, I, I don't see Geto as a long-term coach, but at the same time, uh, I thought Marcelino would be the, the coach for them, but I saw of them you know, work out. And, you know, when you master you cannot go again uh, just one year after it's having another coach go again for a new for a new manager, so things seems to be we know we all know that in those kind of clubs is always quite hard to manage, but I, I don't think Longoria will be able to make any more mistakes from now on.
0: Yeah, but see, this is the this is the story of Marseille's life. This is how they've always been. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see much change in that regard. The drama will continue to. Unroll and the entertainment will keep coming from Stade Valadrom off the pitch, more than on the pitch at least. Um, but yeah, that's all the Marseille talk for us for now, Jerry. Let's finish off the club sort of overview, talking about Monaco, who we were sort of expecting to be the big sort of challenger for for Liga on the season alongside, you know, sort of competing for the title with PSG, or at least pushing them to the brink. But, um, yeah, their centre-back situation seems to be a little bit interesting and a topic of conversation for us once again. Uh, they've got quite a few players who are at AFCON at the moment. Wilfred Singo, Mohamed Sarisu, Krapin Ismail Jacobs. Um, they have brought in Tilo Kerer on loan from West Ham, which feels like such a Monaco thing to do to buy a player of, of this value who is perhaps had a... I'd say, you know, a f- not great time in England. He's been okay, but he hasn't really done much to enhance his reputation. A bit like Denis Zakaria, I feel like, you know, he he had his stocks sort of go down a bit and maybe at Monaco he has a chance to revive his situation. Um, but they also have someone like Guillermo Maripan who could be leaving or maybe the club want to sell him. So, so yeah, Jerry, what's 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 up with Monaco?
1: Yeah, well, at the, at the start of the season, it was clear, clearly you know, in since the start of the season that they had a problem at the centre-back position. They were playing, they were playing, they played single there, I mean, yeah. still making play there, and they were playing Zakaria there. But now with um, single being an AFCON, uh, Salisa was already well came back from injury, but had to left for, to play with Ghana, well, we luckily for them he'll be back soon. Uh they just struggling tr- in the position. And well manga we, we saw and we talk about it previously that as as much as uh, Magasa is doing a good job there, they he's still not our centre back, so it's not the ideal for him. And how well Zakaya basically had enough to play in that position either. And as much as they want to sell Regilam, uh, which is understandable, they don't have other players to compensate him uh, as you said yeah single and Salisu are in the Afghan and the London so and they, they bring on care and, and as you said he didn't show much in England neither PSG so he's not that player who will particularly I would say step up uh, Monaco centre-back situation and it's, it's really sad when you, um, when you think about it because Monaco accepts this position area of the pitch monaco are excellent like when you look at what the front the front line on the midfield, the wing they got a wide range of good players but when it comes to center back position they have got really the quality just too big To, and mm. i think that's what basically cost them um not like that's fourth place now and if 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 it happens that the season went worst. I surely would think that is because of the centre-back. And I think as long as they will not fix that centre-back issue by bringing a major and a a really qualitative centre-back, things will not look better for Monaco.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I feel like there's also a season of change coming for them now. Um, I was just looking through today morning's news once again, but obviously we know that... um, their majority stakeholder, Dmitri Ribolovlev. Rybol- yeah, Dmitri Ribolovlev yeah. is selling or open to selling his majority stake, which is sixty-six percent in Monaco. So that could mean a, a change in direction this this summer and could mean a whole lot of things. Uh we also know of course vissam Penadir still not agreed a new contract with the with the club. So, so yeah, I mean, in addition to that centre-back situation, which is tenuous to say the least, I feel like manager Adi Huta has a lot of different things to keep on his mind now for the rest of the season. And the players themselves maybe have more than a few distractions that might take their eye off the ball. Okay, Jerry, so that's that's us done with the club overview. We've talked about a lot of players, sorry, a lot of clubs, a lot of players as well. As we know, we're still in the January transfer window in the final week. And it's enough, of, you know, a bit of business happened so far in the window. But I want to know, what's been your favourite transfer of the window so far?
1: Yeah, so as I mentioned previously, my transfer uh, window so far has been... Lyon, obviously, bringing on uh, Malik, Profana and Gift Orban. Uh, I think those two players are, first of all, re- really good players and qualitative players that will make Lyon uh, step up in terms of quality and that they, the kind of profile they probably didn't have previously. So, and I think that's a, that, that was a good timing because it just showed, like, maybe Lyon are not back but one to do things the way they they were doing it in the previous years now, and uh, by sending player that kind of like you know not not a uh, confined player, but player that showed a good amount of football in a decent league uh, in in Belgium. And obviously, I I don't know much about Kieffer Urban and Fan but from everything I've heard, there seems to be players that. Uh, could have gone to many other better and bigger clubs than Lyon, but yet they are they are a Lyon. So I think yeah, it would be interesting for for them, and I'm just so excited to see how Piasek will will do it. As I say, we get a really good line and now in the in the front line with Lacazette, like Noama, Gethaldan, and well, my, my they went to come back from Marcon, but it's gonna be a, a great challenge for. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how he will really overcame it.
0: Mm, yeah, two two really, really exciting players. I feel like football Twitter has really kept track of Gift Urban's movements all throughout the season. Um and and yeah, should be interesting to see how he contributes to to Leon. But yeah, as for me, I think I'll pick out a couple of players as well. Um sort of two players that we already mentioned earlier in the pod: Muhammad Ali Cho and uh Aizomat Siwa. Alicho joining Nice and uh, Matsu somewhat, I'd say, unexpectedly for his level. I personally was hoping better for him, but he's joined Rennes, uh, continuing to stay in Liga now. So, so yeah, just to talk a little bit about both players, I feel like Alicho is going to bring uh, some exciting pace on the right. Another useful option for Nice to maybe, you know, switch out in case they need to rest Mofi all aboard or maybe push either of them up front. As we know, Farioli has tried to use Mofi on the, on the right wing, maybe try to get uh, him more optimum shooting angles on his left. But, but yeah, Mo Aricho, very exciting, um, brings a lot of energy to the pitch, great in terms of his pressing ability. He has great ball-carrying strength as well. And in terms of his end product, I think that's the room for improvement still. But given that he's still fairly young, I think you know he has time on his side. So so yeah, that's more Licho for Nice. I think a very, very good deal to make. Yeah. Um and as a player, I don't think he he had the growth that he was possibly expecting at Real Sociedad. And I think maybe this is the kind of uh thing where you have to go back to 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 French football, as we know, like you know, he made his name at, at Angers, as I mentioned yeah. earlier. So, so, yeah, maybe this returning to this environment will suit him and maybe help in his physical development. Yeah. Um, and as for Matusiva, you know, listeners of the pod know how much I love him. Um, and, and, yeah, for Ren to get him is, I think, an excellent piece of business. Um, he's going to be the perfect sort of pivot midfielder and allow their more creative players to do, to do their thing on their own um, because he by himself is such an excellent presence in covering ground. Um, helping build, you know, out of the back. He may not obviously contribute too much offensively, but what he brings to you defensively and, you know, what he brings in terms of his availability doesn't get injured very often. is always available and ready to start games. So I expect him to be a fixture in this Ren side for a long, long time, unless a better club comes and, you know, soaps in for him in a season or two. So so yeah, these have been my two favorite uh, transfers of the window so far. We'll also talk about players of the season so far, Jerry, because I feel like this is a good point
1: to do, do that. Do do we, yeah. do we include the PSG players or you don't count them?
0: L- you could if you like to. Yeah, you're you're a PSG fan, so I would I would allow it.
1: If if we ha- if you have to go with with PSG, uh, PSG player, I think we will would no count. Mm, not contest saying uh, Jen Mbappe because uh, we know everything they've done, and even though mm. he might not have been uh, as as much good as people expected, it's still so so dominant. But if we have to talk about the players, like mm, not PSG, uh I will say Luka Mbappé because I think this season super is, is, more in the sense that he surprised me quite a lot, and I think he's a, a really good reason of why Breast has been doing so well in Liga. And there is a. The actually, just so why so many clubs already want him for signing for this winter. He's been in quite a good revelation. Um, I think not many people were expecting him to be at this level, and now he's performing quite good, so that's why I would go for last year. Nice, nice. Okay,
0: well, I'm. I'm also going to stick with uh, the best player for my my player of the season so far. I think Roman Del Castillo. I think he's been excellent for, for Brest. Obviously, 10 goals and assists so far this season. And again, replacing, I think, uh, Frank Honorat's creative presence in that side is is massive. And and him leaving the summer was, I'm sure, a blow for them. But Del Castillo's ability has been, in, you know, superb for them so far and has been a big reason of why they've been able to churn out these results, you know his his creativity, his ability to get goals as well, you know, and also be that compliment that that constant sort of source of uh, key passes or crosses into the box for someone like Steve Mounier has been has been excellent. So
1: so yeah. yeah, I think it's it's quite it's quite interesting now, now because the like here, like growing up was kind of like an, ex- an, ex- an exciting prospect in France, but quite mm. never really make it up to it and we saw that maybe uh, when he was at Ren he will have developed his full potential but once again didn't really and now it seems uh it's blessed to have find this kind of sparks that he used to have and so it's quite nice to see him at this level now.
0: Definitely is, definitely is. Okay, so that was Players Day. Now we talk about the coaches of the season so far and no, you cannot pick Luis Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, who is your coach of the season so far and why?
1: Oh, uh, so I think uh I quite hesitate between um, uh, so how we call Violi or even Adita, but I will go for ITER even though Monaco is off because i just think that compared to what was previously done um, with with monaco um uh, kind of know what what he wants to do and despite and i really think that in this case the fact that he doesn't have a better center back really really uh, doesn't help him, but yet it still makes monaco perform quite well well they got a lot of good players, but I, I've been really enjoying watching Monaco since, since he, he arrived, and I hope this continues for them. Um, and I think you've been doing a great job.
0: Definitely nice. I agree with that. I agree with that. Good pick there. Um, I think there's a few candidates, or I'd say at least two or three candidates for this um, for this award, but I think I might go with. Yeah, I might go with Will still. I just think he's taking the team, I think the challenge of taking this team to another level, especially without someone like Balogun, who was a constant source of goals for them. And to be able to diversify that, you know, goal source sort of on the pitch, you know, bringing more out of someone like Junior Ito has been excellent. Um, Teddy and their decisions in the transfer window bringing players like him have been superb. And and yeah, I hope they can sustain their form in the European sports because I feel like some their their style of play really belongs in amongst the top teams of Europe. I feel like they would do really well um, if if they can make it into European competition. So so yeah, well, still um, he is my coach of the season so far for the first half of the season in Liga. Okay, Jerry. So that's all out of the way. As is tradition on the. Liga, everybody eats everybody's eats podcast. We have to finish with uh, the games to watch this weekend. So which game do you have your eye on?
1: Um for this weekend I think the game that I would definitely keep keep an eye on is Leon against Rennes. As you say, it's kind of like it's it kind of like becoming uh, like a classic as well. Uh, mm. two that um I would say are different but same in in, in in a way. Uh, he, will have, he will be to, to, to see if that peer search dynamic can carry on, uh, how Lyon and their signing he will respond to Ren, who is like a good team and same time, how Drian Stefan. Uh, We'll set the best team once again Um, see if he can again um, get the most out of his player it's Karimondo gonna carry on in his good form and there's so many questions leading up to this game coming from both sides I think this makes it really interesting
0: yeah definitely and I think the way it ended last time and the way (laughs) it's gonna resume this time I think it's uh, there's a lot of different things into this melting pot it's it's gonna be fun It's it's a spicy fixture so yeah, our listeners definitely keep an eye on that. Kicking off at 8pm UK time tomorrow. Um, as for my my game of this weekend, it's it, I think it's clearly between two two other sort of fixtures aside from Leon Ren, between Marseille Monaco and PSG Best. But um, I think I'm going to go for Marseille Monaco. Uh, just because of the way that both teams have been in recent weeks, their form has been iffy. And... You know, for all of their sort of inconsistency on the pitch, Marseille have been strong at home. They don't get beaten very easily at the Velodrome. So, so yeah, it'd be a challenge for, for a team like Monaco to go there and get a result. And if they do, then that'll be really, really important for them to sort of kick back and get into that European spots, push and stay in that spot because teams like Lille, Arance, and even Marseille, I feel like if they beat Monaco now, they will get a significant advantage in that European uh you know race for, for the top six. So so yeah, I think that concludes our games to watch this weekend and brings us to the end of this episode of the Everybody's East League on podcast. Jerry, any final thoughts?
1: No, it was quite, it's great to be back. I'm so happy it gets you guys be back at the podcast and um, I hope you will, you, you had enjoyed as much as you know, and I did enjoy recording this podcast
0: absolutely absolutely echoing Jenny's thoughts there and uh, yeah listeners we hope to be back uh, very soon in the coming weeks with some exciting episodes we'll definitely do a transfer window uh, reflection talking about all the deals that have been done and also come back with our you know tactical in-depth episodes in the future and hopefully we'll have alex back back by then as well and yeah, we miss you, and yeah alex. please wish him all the best for for his thesis work uh he needs all the support in the world from us um but yeah that's all for today i'm your host nanad thank you for listening and take care